Hello my horror hounds and my horror girls. How are we going this week? My name is Jess and I will be doing the most, oh my god I can't even talk, the gruesome, onesome movie funsome because I don't have my ebony with me. But I will soon have my ebony with me. So we're doing a space theme this month and the movie that I picked was Hellraiser Bloodline. Now I have just kind of gone, oh my god I can't even talk today. So sorry. <laughs> Play it. I have just gone on my own accord and just pretty much done what I usually do and that's just write down random crap on a page. I haven't written down the actual characters. I've just kind of made up names for them. But if you've ever seen Hellraiser Bloodline, you know that the movie's a bit choppy in the middle. Let's just say that. So we start off, I, I felt like I was watching The Final Frontier. We've got a quick quick glimpse of old Pinny before we um before the movie starts um, and the year is 21,027 we start off and there is a robot holding a cube which is like obviously the Hellraiser cube and there's a guy that has like these mechanical gloves and he's put the gloves on he's making the robot open up the cube so he doesn't touch the cube um and there's all these people like on this spaceship running around trying to find this guy and the box opens with the robot holding it and the robot just explodes everywhere and then when that happens the man I'm just gonna call him the man he um, looks up on a digital screen and sees sees pinhead um, so he gets captured by these these random spacemen and questioned and um, he said that he's he's playing end game and he's trying to catch hell and then explains that his like great great grandfather um, made the cube and he was a toy maker and he has to like stop the cycle of what's happening um, so he tries to convince like the people like please listen to my story otherwise we're we're practically fucked because old Pinny's in the building now in space so we've, we've seen what he's like on earth so fucking look out everybody so we go back in time and we see the the toy maker which is the same guy playing the toy maker so the toy maker's name was Philippe but I'm gonna call him Felipe because I think it's more posh so Felipe makes this box and is like oh I have to go give it to the guy that's paying me for this box and his wife is just like okay uh, see you later love um, and as that happens like these toys start moving behind her and um, Felipe goes off to this like huge mansion and in this mansion <laughs> it's so weird in this mansion is a woman and another man um, and another man as well so the main man I'm gonna call him magic man and then we've got the woman who is Angelique and then we've got <laughs> we've got Juckies or Juck but I'ma call him Bow Wow I'm Derek it's Derek from Step Brothers Joe I can't see him as anything else so yeah we've got Juck Magic Man and Derek and Angelique sits down at the table and is going to have a meal and they 
they like strap her in and say, oh, we're, we're strapping you in and, and this will stop the bruising. And um, at that point, Felipe comes to the door, gives Magic Man the box and is like, yep, thanks, bro. Thanks a lot. And then they proceed to go and just butcher the fuck out of Angelique. And they like drain her blood and they they pretty much, yeah, she's like a dangling piece of flesh on all these chains and stuff. And um, they open up the box and she comes back to life and is pretty much a demon. He's then discovered that Felipe is hiding at the window and sees that his magic box that he has made uh, isn't so nice and realises that it opens like a portal to hell. So he goes to tell his doctor and his doctor's just like, yeah, whatever, mate. And so Felipe tries to make a new good box and goes to steal the hell box. So he goes back to Magic Man's house and Magic Man is in the corner of the room looking like the Joker, looking like he's eaten like 50 packets of salt and vinegar chips. He's um, just sitting on a chair and he looks dead. And as Felipe keeps walking into the the room there's like this wicked orgy that's going on hell yeah he's come at the right time and he goes to grab the box from magic man and magic man jumps up and i think he says something i can't remember but then he he pretty much dies after that and then angelique appears and derek hits felipe over the head and felipe goes home to his wife bleeding out so then we go into the present time and there is a man, John, and his wife and they're um, at the kitchen table talking and John is the ancestor of Felipe. So we've got Felipe and then we've got um, John and then we've got the guy that's in the spaceship. So he's another ancestor of, of, of all of them. So... We have that scene with John and his wife talking and he's like an architect and he's designing this massive building um, and then we see Angie and Derek in the future time and she wants to go to the USA and she wants to take over and Derek pretty much is like, uh, nah, love, I'm pretty, I'm pretty content with life and I'm pretty content with controlling you, so let's just stay here and oh, she does not like that, she does not like that at all. So she scratches his face and rips his heart out and um, it's just like, well, fuck you. I'm, I'm going to the USA, land of the free. So then we go into uh, the nighttime and John has just won an award for one of his buildings and he sees Angelique. So I've just got her down as Angie. We're just going to go. We're just going to go nicknames. So he sees Angie and he has seen her in dreams and he thinks that he already knows her. And Angie goes out into like the foyer area and she she drops her purse, but like a guy kind of bumps into her at the same time. And um, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, and puts everything back in the purse for her. And then she's like, oh, how are you going to make this up to me? Which is just such a bizarre thing to say. Um, and she takes him down into a basement. And so here he is thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to get lucky. And um, they're like, <laughs> there's a pillar in between them at one point, like a concrete pillar. And he's on one side and she's on the other side. And she just like punches it and just like 
rips out half of him. And uh, she's strong, guys. She's strong. <laughs> and then, actually, no, sorry. She fucking, she, <laughs> it's even better. She fucking punches the, 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 the wall thing and rips out the box. That's right. Sorry. She rips out the box, the cube. She fucking, how does she know it was there? I don't know. She's, she's got the magical, she's got the magical brain powers going on with that wall. So she, um, she gets the man to open the box and like, obviously we all know where this is going and chains come flying everywhere and in enters Pinny, my beloved Pinhead. And Pinhead remembers Angelique and he calls her the princess and he has a, a spiel. So Doug Bradley is practically the David Attenborough of the horror universe. I feel I could listen to his voice for hours. Um, but yeah, so he has a bit of a spiel. And then Angie goes to John's work because she wants to get, I think, a new box made up. Uh, she wants the help of him. She knows that he's an ancestor of the toy maker, um, so on and so forth. So when her and John are in his office, John obviously doesn't know who she is. Um, he shows Angie that his uh, ancestor made this this uh, cube, which was like a portal to hell, and he's making some contraption that will kill that off. So kind of like a good box in a way, but it's not a box. It's just like a pattern. So I didn't understand it till I saw the end, what happens, and I was just like, okay. Um, so... Yeah, she calls him Toymaker and says that she's seen him in her dreams and he's obviously seen uh, her in his dreams. And then John goes home and has a dream of him and Angie fucking titties. So that was um that was the most favourite bit for me, I feel, in this film. <laughs> um and then the phone rings and it wakes up John and it's Angie and she's like, I have to come and see you. I need to see you. So he's like, yep, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. Da, 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 da. Then we skip to, there is two security guards that are in this building and they are just monitoring everything and they, they're twins and they're brothers and they find like this, this hallway and they're like this isn't on the on the actual map so someone's like fucking with us so they go down the hallway and um surprise surprise it's a pinhead down the hallway and he pretty much turns them into like Siamese twins in a way they look like the flute flooglies from spy kids to me <laughs> so i like cenobites so much because i think they're just they're so creative. Every one of them is so different and unique in their own little way. I think that's the whole reason that I really got into Hellraiser in the first place. That and Julia. I think Julia, and obviously Julia is not in this movie, um, but Julia is just a wicked bitch. And every time I see her, she just looks like a a, a more a more pissed off Pauline Hanson, if that makes any sense to anybody. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they get turned into, like, these fucked up Siamese twins-looking motherfuckers, and um, Pinhead has, like, a spiel again, and I live for that, 
And then John and Angie go into his office again um, and they're just chatting away. And then John's wife goes to do the laundry. So we're back at the apartment building and fuck me, this is a creepy little apartment building. So to do the laundry, you have to like walk down all these flight of stairs and go down this like pitch black corridor almost that's just like got the flickering light going on. And then it opens up to this like really bright laundry. And as she enters the laundry, (laughs) the flickering light stops, um, but she can hear her son, Jack, uh, who is John's son as well, um, screaming downstairs. So she like drops everything and she goes and old Penny's got Jack and uh, John goes home and sees that the magazine that he was on the cover for has been stabbed against the wall and is bleeding. Um, so Jack and his wife hide and this is where it just gets so fucking confusing like every scene from this moment is so choppy it is so messy it's just i feel like they could have narrowed all of this down into like a 10 minute span and then had a really really good ending for the movie because this movie only goes for an hour and 26 minutes and um at this point like we're already more than halfway and a lot of stuff's not being explained. I feel like the first half of the movie had a lot of, I don't know, like it was it was going in a certain direction and then here I felt like it just all kind of changed. And there was a lot of hiding and there was a lot of like creepy hallways and stuff. So pretty much Jack and his wife hide. And then John goes down an even creepier hallway after that and then John finds his wife again and son but then this like creepy Cenobite dog appears and starts like trying to fucking kill his wife and then we have another long long explanation of Penny in the box and so he's explaining what it does and da 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 and then every every time he has like a long speech or anything like they run away halfway through the speech and pinhead turns around and he's like oh fuck they're gone again (laughs) so yeah he's he's doing the speech and they they run away again and then um the creepy dog tries to kill john's wife and then the box lights up and the dog kind of like I don't know. I don't know if it got killed. It just kind of like seemed that way. Um, and then John goes to his computer and his son escapes. And then Jack finds Penny again. It's just like all over the joint, this part. It's just completely fucking random. And, um, John gets his head pretty much decapitated by um by Penny. So I thought that he was going to save the day, but then I realized that this guy that's playing the toy maker and John and the space dude, they're all the same guy. So I was like, "Oh shit, for some reason I thought that John was the space dude." See, it just gets it 
it gets a bit too much. But this guy looks very, very much like Tim Curry, like a very, very, very young Tim Curry, the guy that plays the toy maker Felipe and 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 John and Space Dude. Um, so so after John's demise, uh, the wife takes the box and she presses the box and the box takes good old Angie and Penny uh, and, and puts them in the box. We interrupt this podcast for a quick promo break, but don't stress, we'll be back soon. Ooh, I've been dying to try this place. Oh my God, me too. I've heard such good things about it. Welcome to the Crime Diner. I'm Cindy. I'll be cooking for you this evening. Here are your menus. Oh, what are you thinking about getting? I don't know, murder with a side of cannibalism? What about you? Ooh, that sounds good. I'm torn between historical mayhem and the social injustice, maybe? Oh. I just want to let you know that each episode comes with dinner, dessert, and a specialty drink chosen by yours truly. Wine Dine and Storytime has had a makeover, and we invite you to slide into the booth with us at the Crime Diner, where each week we will discuss a crime over dinner, drinks, and dessert. See you there! Hey guys, what's up? This is Mike. And I'm Tabby, and we are Happy Hour Podcast. We wanted to come to you on this episode and tell you about the world record we are going to break. The longest running podcast was 36 hours. We are going to be shooting for 37 hours and or more. This event will happen on August 26th of this year on our one-year anniversary. Via live stream on our Facebook page and a YouTube exclusive. We've also got some help keeping us awake and the audience entertained. From awesome podcasting friends like Tallboy Radio, Wheel of Horror, Pub Time Podcast, Bleach Bros Podcast, Dad's on Dayquil, Ryan Leskis of Pain Productions, Cheap Seat Reviews, Florida Men on Florida Man, Maddie Ice Media, Listen, Listen, Listen Podcast, Whiskey Hell Podcast, Derazzle Podcast, Porn Stash Podcast, That Damn Podcast, and Designated Quizzers. We would love for you to join us. And maybe bring along some coffee. See you on August 26th. See, that wasn't too long. Now back to the episode. So then we go into where we are now. So, yeah, when I said present day before, that was the present day of, like, the modern times and now we're, like, in in space, modern, modern, modern space times. So the space woman and the spaceman are talking, Felipe, spaceman, and um, he's pretty much saying, like, that's my story, so I'm here to continue on John's legacy and stop this this box from from causing any more damage and you know I want to destroy the box so um he's already opened the portal to hell so at this point Pinny and Ange and and you know Cenobite dogs are already in the building and he says oh you know we need to we need to make sure that we um oh, sorry there we need to make sure that we uh kill them otherwise we're pretty much killed so um there's all these spacemen running around and whatnot and like obviously they're gonna get chopped down one by one so um they can hear like a little boy's voice and pinhead's obviously doing the little boy's voice and all these people go investigate and they they all pretty much get pretty fucked up 
Um, the uh, one guy's skin gets ripped by hooks and then another man finds him and then Angie's just in this mirror and she's saying, help me, and she's trying to like con people into going into the mirror and one of the spacemen get pulled into the mirror by his head and then his head gets chopped off and he's dead. And then <laughs> one smart guy decides to shoot Pinny, but obviously that's pretty negative. And then a dog comes out and kills another guy. And then one of the guys find the box and Angie takes the box from the guy and the twins, these little creepy Siamese twins, their head like opens and they take in this, this body. They pretty much like disintegrate it into themselves. Um, and I would have liked to have seen more of that because I, I thought that that was interesting, but I'm going to have to watch all the other movies. I've seen the first, first four now. Yep. So I'm going to have to watch the other movies and see if they're, um, they're in that, but I'd, I'd like a bit more Cenobites. I didn't have any chatters and, or deep throat in this one. And I was like, oh, um, I was excited to see them. So, um, after that happens, Pinny has a whole spiel on earth and um, this is where it gets really David Attenborough. Uh, and then the space lady, she comes to heads with one of the Cenobite dogs and the dog just explodes and then um, they pretty much are like, okay, we've got to go get in this spaceship now and leave and pretty much push the push the button for um the spaceship and everything to kind of like destroy itself so um Pinny gives this speech and he's like I can't I can't die I am forever blah 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 and then spaceman's talking to him but what Pinny doesn't know is spaceman has always been two steps ahead and that last speech that he gives he's a hologram so he's already in the um spaceship ready to go so when they press that button, that contraption that um, John and um, like, yeah, just John uh, was making to stop the bad box pretty much happens in space. It's like all this electric and everything. And then no fucking joke, the spaceship blows up and then they're off, you know, they're, they're gone. They're like, yep, see you later. We're going back to Earth. And then the fucking credits started rolling and I had so many unanswered questions. What, what was half of that movie for? <laughs> like you guys could have had such a bigger ending than that. It, I just felt like, I felt like the credits weren't, weren't ready to come up on the screen yet. And when they did, I was just like, ah, but at the same time, it's the fourth Hellraiser movie. Like, what am I, what am I expecting? Honestly, like they have delivered every time. And still in this one, Doug Bradley delivers. Like I could, that man's voice is like butter melting. Oh my God. I love him. So yeah, it was a fun film. It was fun to just sit down and watch, you know, I didn't have to, um, take it all too seriously. Um, this that middle part just got absolutely just weird it was so choppy and I had half an idea of what was going on and uh yeah but all in all it was it was a fun film and I'm really really happy that I watched it um so 
we will be doing another podcast during the week with my beloved Ebdi. Um, and that will also be space themed as well. So tune in for that because that is going to be such a fucking fun ride. Um, I've missed you guys. I've been off for a bit. Um, I've had a lot of problems with my teeth. Um, I've had a lot of, um, dental work going on. Um, and it's costing me an absolute fucking fortune. Um, but yeah, I hope to be doing some of these, uh, individual podcasts a bit. And um, also still sitting down with Ebzi and doing our gruesome twosome movie review some. Um, but yeah, you'll be seeing and not seeing, but hearing a lot more of me lately. Um, but yeah, this one was just like a little throwaway one, just a little little fun one. Um, I don't, I really don't take it too seriously. I just have fun with these things. I like writing down like little nicknames for characters. I just think it just adds to the fun of it. Um, I think if you took it too seriously, it just it wouldn't be fun and I wouldn't have, you know, like as much to say, I guess. And I've always got a lot to say, but I just like making up my own thing. So yeah, if you're into that, tune in to me constantly because I'm a fucking weirdo. Anyway, love you. Bye. Hey, it's Ebony here, and I'm here to let you know that if you've enjoyed this episode of the Gruesome Twosome Movie Reviewsome, you can find us on other platforms. That's right, we are on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, and more. You can also follow us on social media at G-R-U-E-T-W-O underscore movies. Gru2 underscore movies. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Hope to see you there.